time to talk with us and what we want to talk with you about today is um, how the situation is in Shellsmark, in Castlegore and also other places during this lockdown of Corona and what are the initiatives that are being taken because as we see like in places like Portugal for instance they have been making a temporary like citizenship for people who are in the asylum system or were undocumented and we don't see like the same responses in Denmark and many other European countries. So this we want to talk with you about today. And, yeah. uh, and the first question will go to Jamal. Hi. Uh, I just want to ask you how's the situation in uh, Kasego and can you tell us a bit what is going on in Kasego with the, this lockdown? Maybe uh, they will die, you know. Mm. 
We can't be close to each other. Yeah. Everybody so close. Yeah, but did they give you any like uh, any sanitizer, like sanitizer to prove to protect yourselves, to clean your hands, to wash your hands and stuff like that? It's actually we we do every time we wash in our hands uh, with uh, you know with uh, hand spray, mm. and yeah, we protect ourselves. It's like that. Yeah, and uh, second use. Uh, do you still sign three times in a week? I'm still in camp every time. I'm in my room. I don't go outside more time. Uh, no. I have to still, Emma. Uh, uh, the, the question was, uh, try to understand me. <laughs> I don't... Uh, sorry. Uh, Nana? Yeah? Can you ask her about uh, signing three times in the week? Does Kasego do does that in, oh. in Danish? Can you do yeah. that in Danish? Maybe he will understand more. Ja, så du eller når den skal, skal stadig under øh, hos kriminalpersonen tre gange om ugen. Nej, faktisk. Nej, det bliver lukket. Undskyld, jeg kan ikke rigtig snakke engelsk derfor, så måske de, de kan ikke forstå engelsk. Men det er fint at sige det på dansk også. Ja, det kan man godt sige på dansk også. Men øh, du må sige til... Øh, øh, Nej, vi stiller vores værelse, vi gør ikke meldeplæg i huskriminalpersonen. Vi mm. siger, at det bliver lukket til 10. maj. Okay. Og har, har, har kriminalpersonen, har de gjort nogle andre ting nu her, hvor det er corona? Altså, gjorde jeg nogle ting, som man kunne, ja, for at kunne beskytte jer selv? Er der blevet ligesom gjort nogle øh, indsatser? De faktisk, de har ikke gjort rigtigt, men de siger, at jeg kunne komme hen til mig og tage til værelse til øh, vores værelse og spise med i vores værelse, som holder for at sætte. Okay. Så det er den ja. eneste ændring, der er, er at kantinen at spise ja. der? Ja. Okay. Uh, now I just want to ask Pfizer. Pfizer, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, silent. Okay. Uh, Nana, can you ask Pfizer in Danish um, yeah. what the situation in Shellsmark about the children in Shellsmark? Okay. Yeah. Forstår du godt, Pfizer? Yeah. Okay. Altså, det er siden børn i Shellsmark, som vi har snakket med forholdene og snakket med dem, at de skal have afstand, og de skal ikke være tæt på nogen. De skal være på hinanden, altså være en time eller halv time. Så, men alligevel det er ikke svært, fordi de, de kæder rigtig meget i dem, og de vil gerne være sammen. Ja, mm. kan de gøre noget med det, fordi de er vi kan ikke se, hvor må jeg går. Så derfor prøver jeg sådan lidt at passe på dem, og for eksempel, vi tager hun med nogle veninde og siger, bare hold afstand og igen, for eksempel cykler eller at spille med rodskab eller sådan ting, til at være ikke tæt på hinanden. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Faisal, can you tell us because you go to Danish school in Horsham? Yeah. Uh, can you tell us what is the situation of your school now in in Horsham? Yeah. As the ability to this year, at yes, can start in Tinema, but min bilis is can start for Menda. Yeah. Oh, so good school. Oh, this year we go to the school and we start as the sky come up, mange. Ultra for Ingang. Mm. Yeah.
Men efter så vi har hørt den her, vi har heller ikke gået ud. Mm. Vi vil jo lige fange os, fordi hvis en af her bor, bor der, så er det bare brugt det. Derfor det er rigtig svært. Men det var løgn, så vi havde ud og rulle endnu. Jeg er rigtig glad, at han har ikke kroner. Mm. 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 Uh, Shakira, can you maybe explain a bit about this, because you talked with the, the man who maybe had corona. Yeah. Do you want to explain a bit about the, what happened? Okay. Yeah, I, I went to, with Jeff. We went to speak with a guy about uh, why they put him in the room. And uh, the guy told us because of corona. And I asked him, did they check you? He told me yes. He was in Sandholm. They checked him. Then he came here. Then after three days, they they told them to separate him with other people. But they, he was sharing the rooms with uh, other people. And uh, it's it's we became so scared in Shelsma, mm. and uh, nobody was talking about it. And uh, when we asked criminal officer, they said they have not yet got the answer for the hospital. But the guy was saying yes, they checked me. They said yeah, I have. He said um, my blood is fiat. So I I said what is this? Then we got scared. I had to pass behind to to see really it's really corona then i had to make a picture of the door where they put him there was a letter a paper on saying that uh, COVID 19 2020 nobody have to go to that room nobody have to be near him so and people that were bringing for him food of every time and i tried to to get his telephone number Mm. And he he told me he cannot give to anybody because uh, with Jeff he told us he cannot give it to anybody because uh, they told him if he give it to anybody they will sue him or uh, then he got scared. So it's criminal for someone they said that. Or... Yeah, they told him not to give anybody his contact. They don't want to go outside in the media. Mm. Yeah. And uh, after a few days, he tried to go to cafeteria, and the police came. They arrested him. Until now, we don't know where he is. We don't know. Really? Yeah. And wow. did, you, did you finally know if he was sick? What, they was they sick? will not tell you. They don't tell anybody. But uh, okay. we, the way they came to take him out of cafeteria, then that means there is something wrong, but they don't want to tell people. And you have not heard anything about where he is at this moment? No, I don't know. As I heard from the minister, I don't know. Maybe they have to go to the elevator. Okay. So we don't know where it's him now. But they can go there in the elevator for the elevator. Then that's on the phone of the elevator. Okay. And uh, another thing, uh, because Shelsmark, we have a lot of rooms which they are empty, where single people they used to live. It was not good that they put him in the buildings for the families, even though it was empty, but uh, still the children, they could pass in that building going to the playing ground. And it's really, really very bad that uh, this guy, they had put him in that place. Okay, now I, I just want to ask Enik. Um, yeah. Uh, can you explain yourself and uh, you tell us about this crisis of Corona and um, yeah. It, it just, yeah, just just from my own perspective or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, so so I my name is Yannick or Yancey and um and I um I live 
in Copenhagen, uh, and I have Danish citizenship. And um, I, well, in terms of the coronavirus, it's, what it has meant is that uh, a lot of the sort of ways of organizing that we do uh, is not possible in the same way. Um, it has meant that. Well, it's also meant a lot of us have lost work, um, but it also has meant that a lot of us cannot respond in a proper way to uh, how the government is using the crisis, mm. and and it has been visible in, in different ways. I mean, obviously, it's also you know the bridge radio and all of us we can't. Uh, organized Falkasus like we used to, but that's a smaller thing. Mm. There's also uh, the unions were just about to win uh, a, a massive pay g- a gain for migrant workers. Um, mm. But then all of a sudden now, this is not the case. Mm. And uh, and with regards to the border regime and the, the camps, it means that the, we can't really respond. Mm. And a lot of the solidarity cannot take place in the same way. Mm. Um, and uh, so I think, uh, and uh, and in here, in the city at least, uh, and in the communities where I organize, um, the crisis has also meant, uh, yeah, that people have lost their job and don't know how to pay rent. So mm. it's, uh, it's uh, interesting what will happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yannick, uh, can you tell us also, uh, can you tell us, uh, because you're a corrector, like other people, how do you feel like uh, all this situation with the people in the camps, all the children now, they are going to school, and uh, yet coronavirus has not finished, and each day people are dying in Denmark all over the world. How do you feel about that for these children to go to school? I'm sorry to ask you this, but <laughs> I want you to give your really opinion yeah. about that. Yeah, and about first answer that one, I will ask you another question. Okay, that's so that's totally fine. Um, I mean, I think it, there seems to be this. I mean, the way I I see it, the government tried to say that they're not trying to make everyone like create what they call herd immunity. Um. But if you send children to school and children will play with each other, mm. even if they don't get sick, they will they, they are able to carry the virus and then mm. they will go back home to their parents and then parents will get sick. Mm. So and what I fear about the, the strategy about this is that well in in the camps, as you say, like health conditions aren't right aren't right, living conditions aren't good. Mm. Uh, it's a, a camp, a concentration camp. So, what were the implications of this? And I think that the government is is wrong because it's just thinking about the economy, right? It wants oh. people to work. It wants capitalism to continue to to work. There's someone uh, working a bag right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was me. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that decision is has to do with. You know, they're just thinking about the money aspect, right? Mm-hmm. They just want, uh, yeah. And I think that 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 is the the reason why they're just pushing for this to be. I mean, they have to do it slowly, but still pushing for the economy to get going. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the day, it will mean, yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot of bad things. Okay. 
Okay, another question is, Yannick, uh, what do you think about this law which they are going to put about uh, some... Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just say still a holy mama. Maybe we should explain the the new law before. Or what? Yeah, that's what I want to ask Yannick about okay. that law. What does he think as a collector, as a person who has been uh, supporting the refugees? And... Oh. Um, and also you're a foreigner here in Denmark. And mm. what do you feel about that? It has been there for many years when they say these people, they have to go home and uh, yet they cannot deport them. What do you mm. think about that? Well, I, I think it's obviously, I, well, I think it's... Maybe, can I ask, a, maybe just first, to, <laughs> maybe it would be good to explain first what this is, Jemsen, this is. Okay, Catherine, mm. can you explain first? Uh, yeah, it's this... Um, Home Travel Agency, it's a new agency that they made Wednesday um, in the foreign minister, or the minister for integration, Matthias Tesfaye, he just uh, made this new agency while the coronavirus is going on. So like in the, like when all this news about the corona is going on, they do this, uh, this new agency that will have uh, more than 250 employees. And they're all dedicated to make uh, rejected asylum seekers leave Denmark in a, like, um, they have new, uh, new responsibilities and they're upgrading these, um, they have this thing called motivational measures that is, uh, like, Ellebeck prison, it's kind of a motivational measure that you put people into to kind of pressure people to leave Denmark. And they have now made this uh, this department only for like for this use, and I think one of the most concerning thing is this uh, new director of the home travel agency called Claes Nilas, who has also been in charge with um, two of the most critical cases in the foreign uh, foreign uh, policies, like uh, the Tamil case in the 80s and 90s, and also this. Um, this case from 2011 with the stateless case, uh, the political case where, yeah, where a lot of uh, of people that don't have um, that don't have any state, they they weren't given like uh, like uh, they were mistreated by the Ministry of Integration, um, and the same happened in the 80s and 90s where he he was in char charge with the Tamil case. So now this guy is going to be in charge of this new home travel agency. And I think it's it's kind of wor worrying that it comes now when we are not able to respond to it in a, in a proper way. Like, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's, a re that's exactly the reason why they're doing it now. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think that every time, I mean, they've done it with regards to, I mean, the, even the location of different... Uh, government institutions right if people were able to protest out in front of them they try to remove them from the places where people can protest mm. or or i also think um, some of the relocation of uh, rejected asylum seekers and people in the asylum system to move people away from their contact with their their activist networks and then and then at this moment uh, not just at this moment but the the government at the beginning of the virus, I think they seem like by closing the borders first, 
I think there was. I mean, I think it. It for me, it just it made me feel really uneasy because they could have just said like Danish citizens weren't allowed to travel. You know? Yeah. Because it's Danish, it was Danish uh, white middle class uh, Danish citizens who went on a skiing trip <laughs> and who brought it back. You know, it was people with a lot of money that 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 did that. So, and that's why the the cases of the coronavirus were located in actually the rich parts of Denmark, where there's a lot of money, and also in Copenhagen because there's different classes, but and people live closer. Yeah. So if that has government decision that seems so pre like they wanted to be about immigrants, they wanted to be about asylum seekers, they wanted mm. to be about foreigners. Okay. Uh, oh, someone's making some noise. Yeah, somebody's making something. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Sorry, I don't wait. 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 Just okay, continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question, Sakira. But but yeah, I think that that uh, obviously, as it was explained about the the controversial aspects of this law, but I think that there's a reason why they're doing it now. They're yeah. trying to get these extra things through, yeah. because it's also about you know politics inside of the parliament. Yeah. That that at the beginning of the crisis. The way I see it, the beginning of the crisis, it was like Mirdefrolix, and she could unite the nation. But now, different parties want to challenge her power, and mm. how is she going to remain popular? Mm. She's going to be tough on immigrants. She's going to be tough on like black and brown communities, on asylum seekers, yeah. and and the working class. That's why in my area now, all of a sudden, the police also made like a double punishment zone. <laughs> You know, like during this crisis, I think it's because there had been like a shooting somewhere, but you know they just used it, and like as soon as as something happens, it's like, well, there are these unruly people. Um, so uh, yeah, it's frightening, and uh, it makes me sad that it's difficult to do something. Yeah, but uh, even though they said that uh, the foreigners and the refugees, they they choose us like. We are the one we bring corona, but mm. these these immigrants and the refugees who are in Denmark, they have not been traveling. They have exactly. Not, you you shattered their life before. Mm. Mm-hmm. You you shattered their border. They cannot go anywhere. How can you accuse those people that they the one they brought coronavirus? Yet you're the one traveling every six months mm. or two months mm. or three months. Mm. Then how can you accuse these these people that they are the one they brought this coronavirus and you? You punish them on the accordingly, which they they don't know the way about with this coronavirus came from. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and another question is uh, Nana, can you ask Jamal about yeah. this new thing they have made for refugees when they are going to deport them? Yeah. The new law they want to put and the 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 person who's going to lead it for the people for the deportation. Kan yeah. I tell us more? What yeah. do you think about it? Ja. Yeah. Yeah. Så Sikiros bare, om du kan fortælle mere, om du lavede også det der opslag på Facebook om den nye hjemsendelsesstyrelse. Øh, de vil oprette sommerfag, om du vil forklare, hvad, hvad du synes om det. Yeah, faktisk, jeg, sy- jeg synes, det er rigtig dumt, som han har gjort. Han har faktisk, han, hvor han har søgt 
Jeg synes jeg ikke dermed, fordi han var sulten. Han er ikke nogen vel i hans lande. Så han kommer nu og bestemmer, og det siger han, det skal vi rejse hjem. Det, det må han ikke. Du vil, det er rigtig svært, at hvis vi kommer tilbage på vores hjem, og måske vi bliver dræbt, eller vi kommer til en fængsel, og det er rigtig dårligt forhold til os. Så hvad skal jeg sige for Som de nu, de forstår det minister, som han har sagt virkelig. Jeg var rigtig vred i går, og jeg har lagt på Facebook den her opslag. Det må man ikke kan sige, at han skal bestemme til uh, vores situation, som han ja. vil det. Ja. Og uh, jeg kan fortælle mere om, hvorfor sådan, uh, de vil det godt. De kan ikke, rejse, de kan ikke sende vores, uh, os til hjem, til vores land. Som han siger mange gange, det skal rejse hjem, rejse hjem, rejse hjem. Hele tiden siger. Og jeg har sagt til mig 17 måneder, hver gang, tusind gange, du skal hjem, 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 hjem. Som jeg smutter mig til Sverige. Jeg har flygtet til Sverige, derfor som de har sagt, du skal rejse nu. Jeg bliver bange. Jeg kan ikke rejse hjem. Jeg vil ikke dø mm. igen. And uh, I would like to ask Katrina a question. Hi, Katrina. Hi. How are you, dear? I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us your experience when you're indoors with your child? You cannot go for a walk because of the peace crisis for coronavirus. Can you explain to us and uh, in the community where you have been living and uh, what is the situation there? Hmm. Mm. Um, like my personal experience with the yes. yeah. Your personal experience with your family and. Mm. I think um, like it's it's a way for me it's a way of um, like kind of um, making my privileges very visible this coronavirus like for example I yeah I, I have a young child that is uh, sleeping now four month <laughs> young child but still um, I don't know for me the change is not that big because I was not doing so much these months when you have a small child you don't go for parties or big meetings so much as you did before but still this is like for me it have have been um, I've been thinking a lot about this with the family separation because my my mother she cannot see her uh, her grandson and um, yeah when I when I then talk to to you guys like you or Eden or someone else, it's like this. You've been in this situation for years, right? Years, right? Like your family cannot see. Yeah, you cannot see your family, and this is an everyday thing for you. Um, so for me, it's it's personally it's it's affecting me but i also feel very privileged because i have a home to stay in i have a, a yeah a fridge i can order food if uh, if if i want um i i also feel like this i like uh, isolated from like the people that i work with um, politically um i don't like that i think for me the the most uh, yeah what i get out of this crisis is how privileged I am and how we should yeah be, be fighting for, for people's rights in this country still 
But then I'm I'm also worried about this. Uh, yeah, of course, unemployment. I don't think I will get a job when I'm done with the uh, with my parental leave um, and all of this like insecurities that you guys you face all the time. So it's like putting us maybe a little bit closer together in some ways, but for me it's also like um, yeah. With this government, it just feels like it's there's not gonna it's not gonna create like some kind of a momentum for for good change. I'm I, I'm not feeling this. It could be like you have uh, closed down the society, so you can actually restart it in a whole different way if you wanted to. But um, yeah, with also with these kind of uh, laws that I see from the government now, it yeah. It makes me really scared to uh, to lose all of these freedoms that we have. Uh, Nana, can you ask another question? The problem is that I cannot hear Katrine at all, so I don't know what you just said. I can hear the rest of you, but not Katrine. You cannot hear me? Um, but I don't know uh, what I would maybe ask. We don't have so much time to, to uh, lift, but... What I would ask is in line of this that Jens talked about about how to in this time when we in different ways all have to be isolated and having distance. How can we still keep on organizing with each other and carry out resistance in other ways and be connected? So maybe that's what I wanted to ask you about. I don't know. It could be to to all of you, what do you think is possible and what we can do? Maybe it could start with, uh, since you also talked about it, Jensen, with you. Can you repeat it, Lana? Yeah. Like, how can we keep on being activists and doing organizing together, even in this time of the lockdown? Yeah. Mm, I think it's complicated, but I think what you're doing here is really important. And, like, uh, I think uh, the, the initiative that also that you have done Shakira as well and other people inside the camps like with regards to like telling what is going on mm. uh, and I think like keeping informed but I also I think that at some point those of us outside of the camps have to, to actually stop respecting the quarantine um, because I don't know how like far this can because it can continue for so long and the government can do so many other things. And I just want to question how long we can afford to not organize. Um, because this sort of physical isolation and social distancing, you know, it, it's a way to make sure that we can't do politics. Mm. And, and when there are people that, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult question. Because yeah. obviously out here, as you say, there's a lockdown, but other people, as like in the camps, are locked up, and that's not the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that that we have to be inventive on the on the outside and inside, and keep these conversations going. Yeah, and uh, also me, I would love to say that. Uh, um, if they have created this group that they can be under deportation, but uh, before, uh, since two, uh, many years I've lived in Denmark, they have been having a lot of organization trying to 
organize to deport people, but mm. still people, they are still there and uh, people, will, they cannot be taken back. They cannot find a solution. How sure the government knows that this, this party they have organized, that they are going to do something? What proof they can show to them, to everybody that they are going to do all these things? Because as I know, I've moved uh, when I was under deportation, no matter what, I'm still in Shelsmark, they opened my case. Mm. But when I look at the things, I think this is so weird, wasting money for nothing. Mm. Because when I've been in this system for since 2010, and they have been moving one place to another, signing for them, doing many things with them. But that one, it's even though I went with them in my country and they brought me back, I got rejected in my country, and still it stayed the same. Where the the government should think, where are we putting this money, and how these people are going to work? Mm. What is their procedure to deport these people? What do they have the like? Uh, how can I say it? Like um, the boundary where they can reach. If this, they should look at individual. These people who have been there before and they couldn't do that. Then, what about these people? What are they going to do? You understand? Mm. So there is. There is a lot of things which they are doing which is just wasting money. And yet that money, they can save it for another year and another year. It's, they should think about also when they created the fence and shells mark and start uh, using cards to go outside and uh, check in with your fingerprints and everything. It was not working. And still the people, they could charge them to go to court for nothing. Mm. So there's so many things they are doing which they don't understand in the way what they are doing. They don't think twice before they do, they put a law. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, now families are moving to Armstrong. If they move to Armstrong, this fence they put it because of families to frustrate children, to frustrate many people. Mm. But still, people are still here. They cannot take them back. Sorry, they have been harassing families, they have been harassing ch children. Is it not enough for Denmark to raise up and say enough is enough for these children to be in torture, to, Trump, uh, to make these children to be in the trauma? Mm. There is something the government they need to think, not to make children to stay in the trauma. How many years have been saying this and this and this and that? The, 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 the correctors will need to think twice and do something for these children before they move to Armstrong. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's the only thing I can say. Mm. Because, because now the government, they are thinking about themselves. They are not thinking about the children. They are not thinking about anything. They are thinking about the companies. They are thinking about working. They are thinking about many things. But if these people for the refugees, they cannot be deported, why you don't give them job to work? Mm. Then, then the government can earn some money into their, their pockets. Right. I How many years it... these people have been here and you cannot give them anything to do to pay the taxes, to help the government, yet you're just putting them in the crumble? They should stop this crumble. Mm. That's the only thing I can say.
Yeah, I think also one thing I wanted to follow up on this uh, is like how in these times when we know after this corona crisis there will most probably be a lot of it because it has been expensive with the different health packages. So there will be a lot of money that have to be paid somehow uh, and which most probably will be in cut downs. So it's like how the like financial priorities are that when that's the situation, then at the same time they start, they want to launch this new uh, institution, which will cost a lot of money. So mm. it's like, I don't know, also I was thinking about the article you wrote, Jen said, you wrote mm. an article that was called uh, The Rich Had to Pay the Rich um, Virus, mm. which I think relates also quite well with that. The rich people have to pay yeah. for this. It's their crisis. Like the like, yeah. we hope so they can pay. Yeah. They, have, they, they have been paying for deportations. They have been paying mm. for everything. So let them pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want people to work. They don't want people to help them. So they will charge us. They will do everything. But we are human beings like them. Mm. Nothing else we can do. It's just to wait what they can do. That's what people in the camps do. They they just wait every day. No sleeping in the night. Mm-hmm. And waiting who's going to knock my door at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock. That's what the people in the camp, they wait for all the time. Mm. Yeah. So maybe I want to ask, because we only have a few minutes left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, or Faisa, how you know you can receive the help to assist? Okay. Okay, go jeg ved ikke, jeg tror, at hun har sagt det samme, samme slags øh, i, hvad hedder det, Bukasen går og Ushesman. Jeg tror, det er samme, samme situation, som vi har. Det er rigtig svært at, kan man sige, eller, jeg ved ikke, hvad skal jeg sige faktisk. I ved det godt, som hun har sagt, det er rigtig det samme. Vi har. Jeg, jeg har vel lige køkken, faktisk. Det var rigtig dårlig mad, så man kan ikke spise. Mm. Hvis I skulle kræve noget af kriminalforsamlingen, eller bredere end det, hvad ville det være? Det er faktisk, det er ikke ting, det er bare ligeglad med os, vores situation faktisk. Det gør ikke rigtigt. Kriminalforsamlingen eller sådan. Så so the crumble of being in the cross camp, the children not to move outside, it will continue to stay. There's nothing has changed, so the government they still there's nothing they have changed still is the same. So I don't see the reason why people they move to Amsterdam. Um, they are very swift. They play they play us out there till slut she's my till August or what till till June. Are you right? Yeah. Oh, Faisa, are you still here? Faisa? Yeah, yeah, for her. Can you say something in the last?
kan man sige. Ja, det er meget svært, ja. Det er virkelig det er som alt. Det skal Livet er sådan, det går op ned, men vi skal være stærke. Mm. En ting hjælper ikke faktisk. Hvis det kroner kommer ind i klodskab, det kan smitte alle hurtigt. Kan, kan alle få smitte hinanden? Mm. Men det kan være det også en sikkerhedsstå, fordi hvis nogen ikke får det, så ingen får det. Men hvis nogen får det, så er det samme for det. Så det er også en sikkerhedsstå og en dårligstå. Det er rigtigt. Det er virkelig. Det er det. tell you people from Kasego and uh, Shellsmark, you just have to be strong. Catherine, Yannick, Nana, let's continue fighting, let's continue talking and we'll find a solution. The Lady Radio, Radio Paul, Radio Jesser, Radio Gaskoherka, The Bridge Radio.